0: And now, broadcasting from atop a top-secret location somewhere on Fort Myers Beach, Florida. It's how about that with Brian
1: Howe? Yeah. And now, your host Brian Howe. Hey. Hey. Welcome, welcome, and indeed welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're listening. Um, today's topic. An interesting one, due to the sad, sad news that has been happening in New Zealand, of course, was the the mass shooting in a mosque um, roughly a week ago. Um, It's only taken New Zealand six days to plan brand new gun laws restricting the usage of any military-style semi-automatic weapons. All high-capacity ammunition magazines, and all parts that allow weapons to be modified into the kinds of guns used in last week's attack are now formally banned in New Zealand. I have to add that New Zealand already had tougher gun laws than the US. So something about this story doesn't quite ring true. There is something fundamentally wrong with the assumption that if you take the guns away from the law-abiding citizens that the the lunatics the the crazy um right or left um and i i can only call them lunatics because that is what they are um they will not be giving up their guns will they no of course not and they won't be giving up knives or any other sort of bludgeoning weapon that they can possibly use on people that they think are existing uh a weaker and simpler existence than themselves and uh They're not going to be threatened now with people shooting them back, which to me seems like a really fundamental basis of stupidity. Um, I have someone calling in in a few minutes um, who is a big advocate of um, not having gun control. I don't know his details on whether he believes that... um, semi-automatic weapons are the 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 military style weapons should be allowed for the general public i don't know what he feels about this but sooner or later we'll he'll be coming in and uh we will be discussing the whole situation of guns um it is a situation that america is now very well adverse in because of course we've had a lot and lot of mass shootings in the u.s um can they be averted can they be stopped um is the government doing enough to to rectify the problem? Is there a problem to be rectified? Is the subject of guns completely tilted should guns be allowed? Should people be allowed to carry guns? I have my cohort here, Dave Devereaux, of course, who is a well-known man from the uh, the, the days of uh, FM radio. Uh, Welcome aboard, David. Thank thank you, Brian. I know know you're only helping me out here because I am a gross amateur when it comes to this. It is my pleasure. In the last 30 seconds I heard, you're not an amateur, man. You're a professional, and I've known you for years. and Years ago, man, you and Joe Scott used to go at it all the time. We used to go at it all the time, and um it's nice to hear you say that it's very nice of you indeed and uh, just put the joint out and right. uh put the beer down and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll continue with it. okay on the line i believe we have a very good friend of mine a very special person who i believe is slightly anti-gun control uh would you please introduce yourself
0: well, my name is Ted Nugent, full time. Not a damn thing you can do about it. I'm addicted to truth, logic, common sense, the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, loud guitars, Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, Little Richard, and a middle finger on fire. How about you, Brian?
1: Hey, welcome aboard. Welcome yes, aboard. Yes, it's yeah. Ted.
0: Yeah. Anybody have any questions about that? I'll uh, direct you to 1 800 numnut. You can. Help on Michael Morris, some personal hygiene tips.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ted. Now listen, we got this situation that is now, as as you are obviously aware, in New Zealand. It, it's only taken them six days to plan new gun laws. These gun laws are going to be very restrictive when it comes to military-style semi-automatic weapons and all high-capacity ammunition magazines and all the parts that can go, that can be put together to build. Uh, a weapon of, I suppose, uh, so-called mass destruction. I don't know if you saw the video, Ted, of of the of the shootings in the mosque. I actually was sent a full version video of it, and I was absolutely uh, shocked at the amount of time this lad had to go in and out of the mosque several times. He ran around the neighborhood. He was shooting people in the streets, and you know what? Not one police car. Nobody called, nobody, everybody stood down, and this guy ran rampant for a long, long time.
0: Well, if I may, I would I would join uh, people of conscience and goodwill and decency and people who care, and people who have a conscience and people who love thy neighbor as thyself and that would do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I think truth, logic, and common sense. In all seriousness, I join you, Brian, and I suspect everybody at your side and in your life as my family, my children, my grandchildren, my brothers, my sister, my band, my everybody in my life is heartbroken and shattered whenever evil perpetrates evil upon their fellow man. And if I may wax poetic a little bit with some inescapable truth, logic, and common sense, the only thing I can conclude every time these horrible, evil uh, actions occur is the inescapable honesty and pragmatism, and, and utility of God's ultimate gift of survival and taking care of yourself, here's a little alert for my fellow humans. Unarmed and helpless is unarmed and helpless. If someone could write a law that bans any type of weapon, including fully automatic Kalashnikovs that are better laws than they had in Paris, France, where fully automatic collision costs were used on numerous occasions. If you can actually believe that you can write a gun law that will stop these events, I will sign it and promote it and demand it everywhere, and I think we can all agree, you're not going to be able to write a law that is going to stop any of these mass slaughters because they have all occurred in gun-free zones. The next important statement is to look at Democrats and liberals and brain-dead soulless punks who know that most innocent lives are lost in gun-free zones, and these freaks actually want more of them, Brian.
2: It's,
1: yeah.
0: it's it's literally like logic, truth, and common sense is against the law. They've already banned that.
1: It, it's it's actually a very sad state of affairs.
0: If I may, I, I've been a sheriff deputy since 1984. Yeah. I've trained with the greatest warriors in the world, one of which I am not. I'm just a guitar player. But I have a driving force that is so powerful to protect myself. My family, innocent people, and, and good over evil anywhere and everywhere I can, whether I'm a sworn sheriff, deputy, or just a guitar player. I think that's my basic instinct, is to always let good overpower evil. Correct. i, I got to tell you, uh, I'm 70 years old, and I've been clean and sober for 70 years, so my radar works pretty good, and I can pick up on accurate information versus the, the propaganda ministry of misinformation. And I am equally shocked at the loss of innocent life in all these mass shootings. I'm shocked equally by the denial of the sequence of events that lead up to them where no one made any move or effort to stop these people who were glaringly known to be dangerous and murderous. By everyone going back to Virginia Tech and Columbine and Sandy Hook. Every one of these mass murderers were known to be in the extreme crazy column, and nobody did jack squat. Here's a little recommendation if you want to stop evil and save innocent lives get involved. Don't be unarmed and helpless. Be prepared to neutralize evil. It, it's so simple. It it It's like one flew over the planet of the apes, cuckoo's nest, day glow, clockwork <laughs> orange, twilight zone, mad magazine. None of this makes sense at all.
1: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I, I've carried a concealed weapon now for the last three years. And I have to say, and, and, and thank God if you believe in God or whichever, whichever God you do believe in, Um, I've never had to use it. I've never had to I've never been placed in a situation where I would have to use a gun. And I hope, I hope that it never happens because I'm sure the, the end result of killing a fellow human being is, is very psychologically damaging. I mean, I I don't think you can stand over another human being, no matter what they did, bleeding, crying, screaming. I don't think you can feel good about the outcome of that. Um, irrespective of whether they're guilty innocent or, or, or whatever I, I don't think that's well uh... there's if I
0: may uh, may I sure <laughs> There's two dynamics at play, my friend Brian Howe. Number one, you said that you carry a concealed weapons now. That's very American of you. The it next is. thing you said is that you would feel terrible if you stopped a guy that was raping or murdering or bludgeoning an innocent person. That's the limey in you. You should feel <laughs> good. rid of evil. It's like well, I'm a hunter and I kill all my own food and I have since I was a little boy and I I I felt. When my, my spirit and my intellect had not developed adequately, I felt bad that I ate, that I killed the squirrel until my dad showed me how to cook it, that I felt better. <laughs> Life and death is a reality. Good and evil is a reality. We should do everything in our power to promote and celebrate good while we also promote and celebrate the ending of evil. That, you know, and I understand your emotional identification there. We all have it. There's there's probably some of that in me somewhere. But I have been involved in such tragic events in law enforcement and over in Fallujah with the military that I rejoice when a person is killing innocent people. I rejoice that he's dead. And I think we have to get over feeling sorry for evil people just like the deer that I kill. I don't feel bad I killed it. I balanced the herd. I made sure that the habitat, and the wildlife was healthy and balanced and thriving. How can you feel bad about steaks on the grill knowing that the outcome of taking that deer's life is all 100% Win, win, win. So I'm going to bring you a little hands-on pragmatism here that I understand the modern man's, you know, tendency to feel bad when he when he shoots somebody who's raping a little boy. I'd rather right. rejoice that you shoot somebody in the head that is raping a little boy. And I would have rather in New Zealand if one of my Muslim friends over there pulled out a, a pistol and shot that son of a bitch dead... Before he killed anybody else, and you have to ask yourself, would you feel bad that you saved fifty innocent lives
1: Oh absolutely not ted that that, that 's not really what, what I was saying I, I, I think it 's traumatic to kill another human being, whether you know they're even in war i 'm sure that the British troops. Felt, and, and the german troops felt just as bad about shooting someone who they didn't know had done nothing to them apart from flop a few grenades i understand that, you know them. i think so, everybody uh,
0: would agree with that your take on that but at some point when you study what the japanese monsters were up to and what the nazis were up to if you're that stupid to toe the line of the japs and nazis i'm sorry you gotta go we yeah. need to save freedom, we need to save independence, we need to save justice, and we need to sa- save decency. And if it means wiping out those that would, that would deny that to free men and women, then I think I'd rather feel good about it than bad about it. You, you understand my take on this?
1: Oh, I get it 100%, and, and I actually do agree with you. Now, the, the one thing that I find very interesting, Ted, is that there are many people who are against guns, because they say that they're dangerous and that they cause death, and, and but I've never known a gun cause a death. I know people that have used a gun to cause death, but I've got and five weapons And, and, and yeah.
0: box cutters and, yeah. and bricks more people are killed in the world each year well, except for major wars and you know shootouts by you know opposing military. but in the civilian society, more people are killed by bricks and pipes and fists in ball bats and clubs and firearms, but nobody reports that information. So if you want to examine the New Zealand, I've studied the rate of fire, the ballistics, the caliber, the capacity of the magazines, the rate of fire, which is most important in all these mass shootings. The reason that it went on and on and on is because we have been brainwashed that we can't trust ourselves with a gun. Yeah. I I, I mean, I know you. I mean, you had no gun training when you came from England, but it took took you about 10 minutes to figure out how to operate a chainsaw and a blowtorch and a gun. It's it's not that difficult. (laughs) But we have been brainwashed that unarmed and helpless is a desirable condition. It is not.
1: Well, there's a huge contradiction going on as well, Ted, because the, even the people that are anti-gun are not anti-paying taxes to supplement the, the, the government with weapons. It, it, it's, it's a strange sure. irony that, you know, they, they say the guns are bad, and yet they want our armed forces to carry them and kill people and defend. And that's what we spend money on, is, is the defense of the United States. And sure. that... And the
0: defense of individuals. That's why and, we have the right to keep and bear arms.
1: I exactly. mean, again... I, I would like everybody to remember the simple truism.
0: Unarmed and helpless is unarmed and helpless. And in all these gun-free zones, it's a glaring marquee that's flashing neon lights on and off. No one here
1: Has is a gun. able
0: to protect themselves.
1: Yeah. Come Do shoot us. as
0: you damn well please upon yeah. the innocents. I yep. find that that is a manifestation of a cultural abandonment and, it, and the, the abandonment of the most powerful human instinct that God blessed us with, and that is one of survival and self-defense. If you are unarmed and helpless, you are unarmed and helpless. I find that grossly irresponsible.
1: It is, and the most an- amazing um, example of that, I think, is the the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, she has now asked the the general population of New Zealand to hand in their assault weapons. Just hand them over, and <laughs> we'll even reward you. We'll give you some money for them. Now that's going to cost New Zealand I, a, I, I an awful I lot of translate.
0: money. would you like me to translate this? Yeah, go
1: ahead, Ted. Yes, please. We we, we'd like a translation, <laughs> please. We would, especially from you. <laughs> played this, my friend. That's right. That's right. A New
0: Zealander killed non New Zealanders, stating clearly that he did so so that New Zealanders would be unarmed, and the Prime Minister is obeying the murderer.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely true. I mean, Absolutely in my true.
0: world, I, I can't make music like that. I can't raise my family like that. I can't conduct business like that. I can't take care of my sacred temple and my property and wildlife. There is no, there is no function known to man where such an abandonment of good sense and logic and truth can possibly be beneficial to anyone or anything, and the Prime Minister of New Zealand has literally tossed out her conscience and brain and is now obeying the
1: mass murderer. Holy smokes mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no, there is no doubt whatsoever. Had there been somebody in the mosque and you know, they these particular people um in the mosque, the the, the um the congregation, I suppose you'd call them, um, not one of them w- were carrying a weapon, and, but had somebody been carrying something, at least you stand a chance. These people were sure. cowering in the corners of of of. And I've rooms. studied all
0: the shootings: the Sandy Hook, and the Aurora Theater, and Columbine, and and I've I've studied them all. Literally, I get the I'm not supposed to get this information, but I get it from some friends in government, and I study all the gory details. Ryan... The average citizen who understands self-defense, and and even if he didn't carry a gun, the way these murderers conduct themselves, just a conscientious person that could wield a chair and hit him over the damn head with it could have mitigated the carnage. But we have been so brainwashed into into being sheep-like mm-hmm. that... No one had any idea how to respond. And and in the same modus uh, operandi, had there been a Brian Howe or a Ted Nugent in any of these events, we could have at least returned fire and reduced the carnage substantially, if not ended it completely so it, this, these are not opinions these are not supposition these are based on in, in intimate studying of the facts and the details of each one of these shootings and in every case people just literally bent over and were and were resigned to helplessness
2: mm-hmm. my
0: soul and my mind doesn't even know what that means. It's so foreign to my love of life, my love of good over evil, and just a simple guitar player's grasp of how to be prepared. You know, I have a fire extinguisher in half the rooms in my house. I've never needed one, Brian. Mm -hmm. I have a, a professional jack and spare tires in all my vehicles and fire extinguishers in all my vehicles. I have first aid kits in all my vehicles. I've never needed them.
1: Right, right. But I got them. If you do need them, you're prepared, right? That's the I'd rather the idea. have
0: it if I need it than not have it if I don't need it. I mean, uh, again, what happened to practice? And I got to tell you, I got, I'm, I'm kind of condemning the, the ignorant amongst us and there are plenty and only the guilty need to feel guilty. But hell, um, from a, a relocated Limey singer to the <laughs> land of the free and the home of the brave. You've adapted and you've now cultivated, and I'm not knocking all my English friends because they were warriors. The SAS are some of the greatest warriors that ever lived. And Winston mm-hmm. Churchill and the Iron Lady, these are heroes of ours in the world of warriors. So I give just due where it's due. I don't know anybody that stupid. To be absolutely hiding under tables and chairs when somebody's shooting at you. I've never, I don't know anybody like that. Everybody I know would at least, you know, grab a chair and beat the living shit out of this guy. So, mm-hmm. so I would encourage people listening that if you find you've been browbeat and brainwashed and propagandized into uh, a sense of incapability and helplessness, Take a deep breath and cut it out. Yeah, get yeah. a damn gun, get a fire extinguisher, a jack, and a spare tire, and live like an independent soul. That's how God wanted us to live.
1: Right, right, right. Now, but the, the, the trouble is, Ted, is that this broadcast goes worldwide. It goes, it goes to Australia. It goes to New Zealand. It goes to the to the UK. Now, in the UK, we have another situation that has been brought about by. Um, more stupid rules guns are not allowed in the uk as you know handguns have been banned for for decades and decades and decades so now the latest craze as i'm sure you're aware is um you know despite the british public saying you know you 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 mustn't use a gun and and you can't use a gun only the criminals in, in in the uk have guns but now we have a very abhorrent and absolutely growing daily number of killings by knives knives are now an absolute predominant method of murder in in london in fact on average there's two or three a, a day in london and nationwide bradford they have their own knife problems what is the answer
0: well bright Let's expound on that a little bit. And again, I study this kind of stuff in you know in my whirlwind of my American dream of rock and roll and songwriting and Ted Newton's Spirit of the Wild and our different charity work in the military and law enforcement, managing all my land for thriving wildlife so that I can kill them and grill them. Um, and I, I'm a real busy guy, but I study this stuff. We should share with your podcast listeners. That England, a number of years ago, passed a law where you could only have a knife if the tip was rounded off and it was dulled. Remember
1: that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so my point is... <laughs> a butter to knife. think of the
0: depth of evil that it would take to determine to slice, behead, decapitate, rape, or murder someone. Do you think once you've... You've gone over the threshold of believing in murder or evil or violence. Do you think lack of methodology is going to deter such a commitment to evil? Once you have committed to that level of evil, you will kill them with a, what do you call them over there, a lorry, a van, a lorry, vehicle, (laughs) a, a brick. Uh, are, are an improvised I think improvised explosive devices are against the law in England and anybody, or in Ireland. Do you think that deters anybody who is committed to perform mass murder? Do you think that law is going to stand in their way? No, what no, that no. law does is stand in the way of good being able to stop evil and that's the quagmire that we have allowed ourselves to be in and that's why and i gotta tell you i thank you brian for you know inviting my perspective on this because it's not a perspective it's truth logic and common sense and i am considered radical and outrageous because i believe in self-defense i'm considered radical and rotten because i believe in conservation So I would recommend to all our podcasters, if you have truth, logic, and common sense directing and coordinating your American dream, don't just live that life. Be sure you promote it and encourage it in your family, friends, your coworkers, your bandmates, people at the barbecue, in the bowling alley, church, school, the the. What political correctness truly represents is not just the most insane stupidity in the world, but it is actually, you know, kind of threat people who know better to speak out. So that's why I get in trouble, because I got the balls to speak out. And Brian, thank you for your speaking out and other people listening right now for speaking out. But the hope for a great, great, safe, law-abiding America is to, for good people to speak louder and more often and all the time about good over evil and identifying that unarmed and helpless is unarmed and helpless. And again, not everybody should carry a gun. Not everybody is going to carry a gun. Not everybody even thinks about carrying a gun. But those of us who still respond to our powerful instinct of good over evil don't be deterred carrying a gun and training with that gun if you so desire. Not everybody's gonna, but those of us that believe in it, we should do so and encourage others who believe in it to do so. The more Mm -hmm. of us with weapons on our person, i.e. keeping and bearing, the better the deterrent for these kinds of horrific mass murder events. We can mitigate the carnage by shooting at the bad
1: guy. Okay l- let me ask you this question then Ted because that's interesting that you've said that but um so your 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 general um feeling is that everybody should be able to carry a gun now would you say that they would have to that they they, they should be allowed to carry a gun without background checks or, or just anybody that buys a gun as long as they keep it on them and don't go crazy with it they they should be allowed to have a gun to, for self defense because i can tell you right now there are Let's several people in
0: context of 28 2019 where our justice uh, system uh, is anti-justice. I give you James Comey. I give you the DOJ. I give you Robert Mueller. (laughs) You can't trust the Justice Department anymore. You can't trust the courts anymore. So there are felons everywhere, not just... You know, felons that shouldn't be felons, because a lot of felonies should not be felonies, which, of course, uh, I- eliminates your right to keep and bear arms in the United States. Right. So we should we'd have to go way back to the beginning and identify felonies as dangerous crimes that jeopardize uh, lawfulness, safety, and human life. If we just had felonies that were truly dangerous crimes, then a lot of the felons who are currently not allowed to have a gun um, and would be deterred in a background check, they wouldn't be. So, right. so since our justice system guarantees that we go shopping with child rapists, sex offenders, sex traffickers, murderers, rapists, and carjackers, and gangbangers, since our Justice Department has put them into our streets, then we should have background checks. But let me give you another detail, and this isn't my detail. This is a study done by numerous universities and and crime investigations. In fact, I would recommend everyone listening go to Crime Prevention Research Center. It's called the Crime Prevention research center. And this is headed up by the great professor John Lott, who studies this stuff like a mad scientist and gets all the gory details and digs and digs and digs and uses the Freedom of Information Act. Mm -hmm. And statistically, in those areas where more people have firearms without going through background checks, for example, Kansas, Arkansas, um, Vermont, um, Arizona, Uh, There's a number of states now where you don't need a permit. You don't have to go through a background check. If you don't misuse, if you don't speed in your car, you're not going to get a speeding ticket. And if you don't misuse the firearm, you're okay. And in those jurisdictions where there is no background check, there is not an increase in firearms use in crime. There's actually a decrease. And I could give you anecdotal evidence until the cows come home, which is an American adage, which means it takes a long time. Um, which i am helping you uh, assimilate. <laughs> How am I doing, by the way, in my assimilation to America? Well, I think you're
1: you're, you're beginning to conform to the Americanisms. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, just can, about... you, can
0: you can just say thank you, Uncle Ted, on your live podcast right now?
1: Well, <laughs> actually, I've got to say that, that, and let me say that publicly too. Yes. When I get a minute, you know, a
0: win-win in in the vast majority of cases. Good people just prepare themselves to defend themselves. And many times they they use a firearm to defend themselves where they're not even allowed to, like New York, Los Angeles, and and, 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 and Maryland, and Massachusetts, and New Jersey. And they use a firearm in a clear self-defense situation. And and the the court system will still go after them because they didn't have government-issued paperwork to defend themselves.
1: I know. It's ridiculous. It's 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 so, just so madness. The, the
0: best answer is we need a justice system and a court system where bad guys are kept the hell out of our communities, and they but they don't need to have a background check because they're in a cage where they belong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then the good people can. And again, there's so many examples, thousands and thousands of documented cases where. a being harassed by a stalker and they wouldn 't give her a permit and they gave they put out a uh, what do they call that a a, 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 a document that 's supposed to keep the stalker away that doesn 't stop a stalker
1: a restraining order an mm-hmm. no, illegal yeah.
0: firearm to defend themselves because the system wouldn 't allow them to get a legal one it, it, yeah. it 's unbelievable. Failure of our court systems and our so-called justice system that is manifested in its worst, most egregious uh, criminal behavior by the Department of Justice and the the FBI and and, and our federal agencies. And again, only the bad guys need to feel guilty because there's some great agents out there and great federal agents that are genuine warriors of law enforcement. But here's the bottom line. I I don't mean to be redundant, but since the propaganda ministry never stops, I'm not going to ever stop. Unarmed and helpless is unarmed and helpless. Do not put out the welcome mat for someone to abuse
1: you. This is true. This is true. Um, Sadly, though, there are several states, Ted, that are are now having open carry. And you can, uh, without um, a background check, well, maybe with a background check, but certainly you are now allowed to carry the gun wherever you are at any time I, I i have forgotten what actual states they are, but I've got a funny feeling that Tennessee might be one of them. I have several thoughts on that I mean we've all been well you don't go to bars but i i've 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 been to several bars and a fight breaks out and i and my my biggest fear with that sort of situation is that you're going to get some i hate to say the word redneck piece of shit but um he may uh, get a bit cocky when he's had a few drinks in him. You know what I mean? And I know it's not legal to have a gun in a place where there's drinks, but, you know, stuff happens. So uh, I just don't know if if there's a situation out there where um, we have to maintain some sort of background check and, and, and we have well, to you, have you concealed that, or...
0: Um, number one, I would hope everyone listening right now, whether you believe in the Second Amendment or whether you believe in self-defense, whether you love guns or hate guns, do yourself a favor if you pursue and desire knowledge and education. Join the National Rifle Association. Join Gun Owners of America. Read the publications and make up your own mind. Cross-reference the information from the National Rifle Association and Gun Owners of America, and see that I'm not giving hunches or or presumptions. This statistics yeah. coming from our own you know, comprehensive studies about the use of firearms and crimes, it's not confusing, it's not ambiguous, and if you're a member of the NRA, you're simply standing up for your right to defend yourself. The Gun Owners of America, the great John Lott, the Crime Prevention Research Center, I cannot emphasize that enough, Crime Prevention Research Center, I guess it's um, C P.
1: We can look that up. We can look that up and, and make an announcement.
0: C. dot or dot org, Crime Prevention Research Center. Okay. John Lott has amassed documentation and statistics that will dazzle you how, 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 how CNN and so much of the media lies and lies and lies. So do yourself a favor and seek information and knowledge that can only be good for all of us. Yep.
1: Hey, on a slight change of tactic, I've got something to play you, and I, w- I wanted to get your opinion on, on, on this uh, particular item. Now, that's one badass guitar right there. Ted, does that bring back any memories to you?
0: (laughs) Well, it it reminds me that some people have a scrotum and some. (laughs) Some vinegar and some spirit and attitude includes Brian Howe, that all along you deserve
1: (laughs) me. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So we we, we must get together, Ted. I think we're going to bring things up to a little bit of a close here, but. it's great to talk to you. I'd love to come over and see your magnificent Texas situation. And now, not many people realize, I don't think, that you now live in Texas and you are now an ex member of Detroit society. I suppose to a certain extent. So, uh, how is life in Texas for you? I'll
0: tell you. Um, let's put it this way: I'm so, I'm so hard of what have happened to my beloved birth state of Michigan, the home of Motown and the greatest musical forces Mm -hmm. in the history of the world, you know that your and everyone's quality of life and and musical enrichment would not be anywhere near what it is without the Motown Funk Brothers and the incredible musical authority of all things Motown and how it produced the Bob Segers, Mitch Ryder, the Detroit Wheels, and the MC5 and Kid Rock and Mm -hmm. so many incredible... Powerful musical spirit forces. But here's, here's what I, here's why I live in Texas. I still fight like a we the people son of a bitch in Michigan because I'm not giving up. But literally, Brian, when I get up in Texas every day from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, everything I do in Texas, it's all good stuff. It's all simple, logical, conservation, private property rights, freedom stuff. Everything I do in Texas every day is against the law in Michigan and California Mm. and Illinois and New York and New Jersey and Connecticut, Massachusetts and Maryland. So Texas is the last best place. Mm. My property, we only have a few hundred acres here, but literally right now I'm looking out the window. My dogs are completely exhausted.
2: (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Happy and Sadie. But I'm looking out in my field right now. I have a huge 50-acre coastal hay field that we're uh, planting on the edges for food plots for wow. the benefit of the wildlife. And I'm looking at blackbuck antelope from India, scimitar-horned oryx from Africa. Um, there are a bunch of white-tailed deer and fallow deer out here this morning. But, you know, making the incredible, soulful, little Richard Sonic bombast that so turns me on all my life, that kind of music, the... The healing powers of nature and staying grounded and down to earth by being my own farmer and, you know, planting my own trees, my own crops, and harvesting my own food for my family, including killing of beautiful animals to to cook on the grill. It is such a a spirit of the wild lifestyle that uh, I would love to have you come and witness that because I'm getting ready to go on the road again this year, July and August. And the reason my music has so much fire, so much fun, so much grind and sexual stimuli at the age of 70 is because I cleanse my soul by remaining grounded and down to earth and being a good steward of our precious wildlife and natural resources. And that's the balance of my life. Outrageous rock and roll and perfect hands-on conservation. So uh, you're welcome to come and witness and and celebrate this spirit that we live in every day.
1: Yeah, no, it sounds wonderful. My only question, Ted, you've got all these wonderful exotic animals, and and I suppose they're obviously uh, enclosed in some sort of... uh, um, yeah, offensive. by law you
0: have to have a uh, high fence around your property if you have exotic animals. And there's so many of those species from Africa and Asia and India and Pakistan that are thriving in Texas because we manage them based on the simple, sustained yield science of habitat carrying capacity. And they are they're just magnificent. But you have to kill a certain number every year, just like you do anywhere, of all wildlife, just to make room for next year's production. All these antelope and deer and and uh, and, and rams—they're all going to have young this year. They're squirting them out left and right. Now, the wildlife expands, but the earth does not. So the, mm-hmm. there's a limit to the carrying capacity of habitat everywhere on planet Earth, and if you don't harvest the surplus, there's no place for them to go, and they will eat themselves out of house and
1: home. Yeah, I, I must admit, when I first came to America, being naive out of England, not being a gun carrier, not being a hunter, not not even being aware of most of the rules of hunting and and, and, and the yeah, rest of it. Yeah, you were a it, dumb son of a bitch, right? I <laughs> was... <laughs> I had one hell of a teacher. I, I noticed your speech impediment is improving too. You, you almost sound <laughs> like da, da, you're da, da, from da. Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 doc. Yeah, doc. Um, I, I just think it's, uh, it, it, it's amazing. I, I used to think that um, the killing of wild animals was was, was cruel and that um, it was unnecessary. But, of course, then after Uncle Ted had told me over a, a few months, you know, he said, Brian, stop being a dumbass. And I'm still trying, to, to be honest with you. I'm still trying to not be that dumb. But I must admit that a, a wild animal that has not been kept in a farm farm production line is a lot happier until the final seconds of its life. And the, oh, the, yeah, the well, animals... And
0: again, uh, I would like people to visit Hunter Nation. HunterNation.org and see that the reason we have more bears, more cougars, more deer, more elk, more turkey, more geese than ever in recorded history, Brian, is because hunters safeguard and pay gobs of money to make sure that wildlife habitat, which by the way, even if you don't eat venison, the benefit to all living things from the hunting lifestyle is quality air, soil, and water that can only come from one place, wildlife habitat that is balanced. And as mm-hmm. long as you harvest the surplus, and, and again, we've over 300 million, Brian, hot meals of venison that the Hunters for the Hungry program donates to soup kitchens and homeless shelters every year. 300 million hot Meals donated at zero cost to the ta- taxpayers that we feed our fellow Americans at soup kitchens and homeless shelters every year. That's because these wild animals produce more wild animals. And when you harvest the surplus, you want to talk about organic and natural and free range. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been feeding myself for 70 years. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm a force to reckon with because there's not a healthier, more delicious, nutritious, and fun shopping for food on the planet than wild game meat. So there's no comparison.
1: No, there's not. And and and, and most game meat, I, I I say most, probably 99% of game meat Is antibiotic-free, steroid-free. It's lived an absolute natural life, and the meat that we purchase—that's—we've paid someone to do our killing for us. We butcher these animals, we wrap them up in cellophane, so it doesn't look like an animal anymore, does it? It just looks like a piece of something, and it's wrapped in cellophane. Very hygienic, very nice, very smartly packaged, and we forget that that was actually a life. That was a life and we're so far removed from that now and i have to compliment you because i know that you don't go to supermarkets to buy meat i know you you may have done a, f- a few times but um i know generally any animal that has passed through your system has lived a much healthier and and more of a wonderful life than any of the animals that i've eaten from public supermarkets or uh thank
0: you and i think it's important too to note that your observations and statements are 100 percent accurate but we do have to salute the farmers and ranchers of this country and the world because they do feed the human species they feed fellow my fellow man so i'm not going to condemn the system though there's a lot of room for improvement in some of the the assembly line farming out there but I, Again, we salute the farmers and ranchers because that's what feeds mankind.
1: They're feeding us, right? There
0: is so many hunting opportunities out there. If a person would dedicate themselves, and my TV show has been the highest rated on Outdoor Channel for 31 years now, and it's called The Spirit of the Wild. When you dedicate yourself to real hands-on, boots-on-the-ground, hunting, fishing, trapping, conservation, and you witness the way real wild animals live, I'm telling you, it cleanse your soul. When you kill an animal by being a dedicated reasoning predator, and you practice so it's a quick, humane, responsible kill, and you walk up on that animal, I don't care if it's a squirrel or an alligator or a pheasant or a duck or a deer or a moose or an elk or a bear or a cougar, When you walk up on that animal that you very, the challenge is unbelievable. In fact, if I couldn't hunt every day, I'd probably have to buy chicken because it's so difficult with the bow and arrow. But when you walk up on that animal, you will know what the spirit of the wild is and that these are gifts of protein that our, our species, the human species is here today because of the protein the tools, the weapons, the medicine, the sinew, the glue, the food, the clothing, the shelter that wild animals have provided. And, and the hunting families of America still live by that conscientious creed that we will revere these wildlife species and these resources by utilizing them to the best of our ability and killing them cleanly. And when you do that, I'm going to tell you, you'll just value life more and better
1: and I think that is the perfect place to end it I think you've explained it succinctly brilliantly intelligently and certainly I know a few people around listening to this podcast are now thinking to themselves hmm he's not so stupid he's actually quite smart
0: well actually when I, I, don't, I not only wrote Wango Tango I actually meant it so. laughter
1: Ted, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much for calling in today. I really do appreciate it, and I, I will take you up on your offer. Um, I probably won't be shooting any exotic animals because I am a bit of a hypocrite. Um, I, 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 I would have trouble pulling a, a, a trigger on on a, on a beautiful animal. Well, Ryan, even I'd like to salute
0: you too. Um, I appreciate you uh, stepping out in the open with these controversial issues. I mean, that is really uh, um, a, a huge leap for a, a young man. Uh, raised and propagandized in Great Britain. And again, I'm not totally condemning uh, England. Uh, I've had wonderful, wonderful memories. They have certainly enriched the world's lives with the incredible music, how they translated the American gods of thunder, James Brown and Wilson Pickett and, and,
2: both yeah. and,
0: Chuck Berry and Little Richard Motown. Uh, without those American artists, there would be no know, Stones or Beatles or Led Zeppelin or Deep Purple or anybody. I, But you are my friend. You are my blood brother. You stand for truth, logic, and common sense. And that gets people in trouble nowadays. So thank you for being courageous, and thank you uh, for being there when we need you.
1: Well, if people don't like what it is you and I say, fuck them.
0: Yeah, they can kiss my dead dog's left Not if they'd like to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you, Ted. I love you, man. I'll see you soon.
0: All right, Godspeed, man. I hope to see everybody out there this summer. The music
1: made me do it. The Music Made Him Do It is on tour all summer long. Make sure you get a ticket. (coughs) How about that? How about that? How about that? Yeah, man. That wasn't a bad call, was it? Over to our next caller. Hello there, Ryan. Yes, who's this?
2: This is Roger with Roger and Gladys.
1: Roger and Gladys, how are you? Yes, how are you? We're good. So what do you think about this, this, this chat about gun laws and animal killing and or animal saving uh, I, in many I aspects? I kind of don't want to get
2: into the gun debate, really. Um, I like Ted Nugent. I like his like a uh, he's very patriotic, bi American. Which I'm a big bi American kind of supporter guy. Yeah. Um, so, I love him for that i just I just don't want to get into the gun debate i just I think we have to have some kind of control, i 'm not sure
1: but we do we do have gun control. Something has to go,
2: but something has to be done
1: well what what would you suggest? <sighs> Well,
2: it's you know, it's I, th- I think maybe a, a ban on assault weapons would be good. I'm not a big, you know, I don't know a lot, of, a lot about guns, so I can't really speak to the specifics. Okay. But
1: well, l- l- let me just explain something to you, and, and I do respect your, okay. Your, okay. Your, okay. your point of view. If you ban assault weapons and somebody wants to do uh, something atrocious, they'll use something that they can get hold of, which would be a shotgun, a rifle, an ordinary rifle, a hunting rifle. Right or I a handgun. I mean, so I, I don't think the eradication of of all mm-hmm. uh, you know high powered weapons is is going to change anything because uh, particularly as they have been invented, they are in the marketplace. How do you remove them from the marketplace? And I know that the common person is going to say, "Well, you ban them, and they have to hand them in." Well, guess what? The people that are going to hand guns in of you know they are going to be handing in guns because they are law-abiding citizens. The people that yeah. will not hand the guns in are those that don't give to flying fucks. They will want to have superiority in firearm, and they will maintain their position, and they will hold their guns. So you'll never find them until they're used. So I kind of see where you're coming from. If guns had never been invented, we wouldn't be having a problem. But unfortunately, they do exist. Assault weapons do exist. And to, to, to say that only legally owned assault weapons should exist is pretty much impossible to enforce.
2: Well, I understand what you're saying, but this kind of sounds like a, uh, a scenario whack-a-mole, right? So if we ban assault weapons and somebody's going to use knives or something else, but you wouldn't look at that in the same vein as police, right? trying to root out crime in bad neighborhoods. You wouldn't say, well, the police try to root out this drug-infested neighborhood. We're just going to move to somewhere else. So it's not even doing anything about that. You would say, no, we need to ban it there. We need to move where they're moving. We need to eradicate it wherever it exists and keep going. It's not like a -a whack-a-mole is a defeated policy. You know what I'm saying? you, You have to start somewhere, and even if it moves somewhere else you have to still
1: eradicate it where it exists right It it, it is a tough one it, it's, it's, a, it's a subject that can go round and round and round all I know for my own personal well-being is that if I'm in a situation where somebody comes up to me with a knife or a weapon of any sa- shape mm-hmm. or form I have in my right. side pocket a, a weapon that can at least give me a standing chance and that's I deserve that right. In fact, I demand absolutely. that right. I, I absolutely demand the right. Like if somebody was to come up and punch me, I want to punch them back. Right. If if somebody oh, was, I don't, I don't, I if somebody had a gun at your daughter's, at I, I'm not sure if you have a daughter or or a child. If somebody came on board into your house, broke in, and had a gun at your daughter's head, what would you like to do? Talk him down or shoot the fucker?
2: <laughs> I'm not going to be talking at all. <laughs>
1: Exactly. So we've just agreed,
2: you know, Gladys and me, right? Yep. So we have no children. We have our five cats, but I don't, we don't have guns in our house, but we have, I have a very awesome tactical knife and you don't want to be on the wrong end of that. Tactical knife. So
1: sure you don't, is. but you also don't want to be holding a tactical knife in your hand when a gun can be shot from a hundred yards away, and right. suddenly you've got a major wound. <laughs> right. So I
2: don't know who wants to come and kill me and my family. I'm I'm just not sure who that
1: is. But well, maybe he'll call in in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. All right. he'll Thanks him. for calling in, buddy. All right. I think he's gone. There we go. Yeah. Um. That was a, it's, it's an interesting thing. It, it's like, you know, I, I. I. I'm a. a a bit of a hypocrite, too, because i I do think hunting is a is a cool thing to do, you know and animals really don't understand death um, right. and they They live a very natural life, and some of them live a horrible life because they don't get to a facility where farmers actually or hunters provide food for them in, in, in barren winters when they actually starve to death. And that's a much more horrific way of dying. On that note, I think we're going to have to move away from the podcast this week. Let's get on with it. And uh, next week, hopefully, we'll come in with another fresh topic. Would it be miracles? Doesn't look like it by the success rate of the phones at this particular juncture. But I'm glad you enjoyed the uh, the gun control debate. Ted Nugent always brings a really healthy um, alternative side, although it's not so alternative anymore. Um he is right in many many aspects of what he says and uh he is america um he is what america should be about and uh i look forward to speaking to you again next week this guy can sing yeah i wonder who he is no idea. Last night, when the moon was thinking of you. How much I need How
2: about that? Not
1: bad. That's Terry Thomas on Drum Machine. There you go. <laughs> Did this reach number one or it was top five, wasn't it? This was number one in the world of rock. There you go.